fuck You niggas gon' say, baby, not the realest My energy different Got me like, the nerve of you niggas got love for you But I need me some distance All of this politic and really come from the oppositions Yeah, I'm hearing the whispers Look I remember them days when I had a bunch of niggas in my circle, now I got a few Harlem baby, yeah, I'm one of them niggas, don't ever play yourself and get it confused Shorty be bugging and thinking I really lie when I know she can't handle the truth She want me to pick and choose, a decision I never could do Hopping out of the big body, shit, I'm moving like president, you popping out of suburban Leaving me hospital beds, nigga, need emergency contact, shit is urgent I swear I be doing my best, it's not enough for shorty, told fur, baby ain't perfect I fucked a friend, I told her about accident, but Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Julian. I'm here with Small Town EP. Yo, what's good? What's good? Everything's good, bro. It's Super Wild Card Weekend. Unfortunately, Tua, Lamar Jackson, out once again. So, I mean, everything's not good in certain people's, you know, fanship. And for their health, uh, we wish it were better. But uh, everything is good as far as... The stage being set for the NFL coming into a great playoff situation here with upsets that can be made. We have some Cinderella. We have some um, teams that we feel should win but probably won't. And then we have those teams that uh, we truly think have enough to outlast. And if, if you've made it here to January healthy, you know, kudos to you and you know, you, you got to just appreciate that because, you know, we see this around the league always at this time. It's a it's a lot of it's a lot of guys deteriorating and depth comes into uh, concern. But the last man standing is the name of the game and the most point sport or most point scored, I should say, is really the name of the game. But you got to have yeah. guys out there able, able to make the plays. E, how you been though? How's your, how's your week been? Can't complain, you know. Just some, you know, giving back and supporting to the community that raised me recently. So that's uh, that's been feeling pretty cool to be able to do, to be able to, you know, be in a position where I'm able to do that. You know what I mean? And feel Hell like yeah. I'm able to do that in uh, in a way that like impacts and makes a difference type of thing. You know what I mean? So uh, I've been good, man. I've been uh, building. Just uh, as I was speaking to my boy about the other day, I was like, I'm building, bro. That's going to be a big year. Is that is that going to be the word for the new year? Building? I'm digging <laughs> <Maybe>. it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Hey, last week we didn't get to record, you know, funky stuff, whatever. It's all good. I'm glad I didn't have to talk about that Georgia TCU game, I must point out. Oh. I know we didn't share any thoughts on that, but all there is to say is Stetson Bennett, six touchdowns, um, 65 to seven. And Coach Kirby Smart said, we're going hunting. He said, we're going hunting before the game. Hunting. And, yeah, that's what happens when you got two top 10 NFL dra- uh, draft prospects on your starting defense, right? Playing against a first-round prospect on their side which we'll get into later. Um, yeah, I just I just think it was expected. Michigan should have beat TCU. However, TCU wanted it more that day, and you got to give them credit there. Right. Ohio State should have beat Georgia, if we're being completely honest. Um, and who knows how many points Ohio State might have ran up on them. I don't think as many because the defense, you know, isn't isn't as good or nearly as good as 
uh, I can't say not nearly as good because they did play Georgia in a really good game on New Year's Eve. But nonetheless, Georgia made it. Georgia back-to-back, right? It's it's big for the dogs. Um, they look like the new number one in college football right now. And Alabama, I don't say that like and forget about Alabama. I still think Alabama could beat Georgia in a, in a game. It, with the team they had last year, obviously Bryce Young leaving now is why it looks like that more. But um, Alabama shitted their way out of another possible national championship when you think about it because those two losses there, one to Tennessee, and then I forget the other one. But, um, man, you, it's it's so crazy that we're talking about you know Alabama in the light. Like, oh, my God, they lost two games finally, right? finally but at the same time if you want to win in college football you know what it takes so um, there were some hiccups on the road um, and they weren't able to get there Georgia running it right now and Dave Pollock David Pollock on ESPN saying that Georgia's the new like leader of college football and right next to Nick Saban on set that's legendary I ain't gonna lie that's Uh legendary so shout out to Dave Pollock but Uh (sighs) what else did we got we got Kevin Durant in the NBA about to miss about a month Brooklyn was just on a great win streak they came down to Miami recently and beat us with a uh, Royce O'Neal tip in at the like two seconds left or whatever the case was so that was annoying however they got to deal with this Kevin Durant situation which sucks on all parts because you know Kyrie Irving and him have been dealing Ben Simmons has been playing pretty good and, and their their supporting cast has just done what they've had to do Seth Curry putting up shots Royce O'Neal, as I said, he's also, you know, been consistent in his role. Um, they're going to have a tough time trying to figure out what they're going to do without Kevin Durant with already having a lack of depth on the second unit. Um, man, Watanabe is going to have to sit here and <laughs> – Let me stop. Step up. Yeah, but nah. So <sighs> that's that's kind of what where, where things are in my perspective. If you haven't – uh listened to or gone back and watched all things sports daily instagram live i started it technically yesterday it's one in the morning friday morning so there will be one around maybe 7 p.m it might be a little earlier depending on how my friday goes but um at some point throughout the day i will be dropping an ig live daily minimum 25 minutes i'll have uh, a lot of times ep with me I'll have my boy DeAndre on with me. Uh, We had some good conversation there today. I hope you guys get a chance to chime in. You know what I'm saying? Say what you guys got to say because we appreciate the fact that people do listen and hit us up and let me know what I'm saying, how they feel about it. That means, you know, damn, that was probably 22 minutes in the episode, you know, people listening. And that makes me feel um, accomplished in a way. So appreciate y'all listeners. We're going to keep going with the content. Uh, Other things will follow. But the content is is the is the key right here, and uh, yeah, bro. Let's get into it, man. So a lot of things going on, a lot of storylines, a lot of a little bit of everything that we got going on right now. So the first thing, NFL Wild Card Weekend. It's the time that we just are so anxious to get to. We're anxious in the in the off season to get to the beginning of the season, and we get to the season, and we're enjoying the season, and then the closer it gets to the playoffs, it's just like. You can like almost just taste a difference in the air sometimes, you know. Definitely, a lot of these people are gonna start feeling the same way. A lot of these players, coaches, QBs, and head coaches in particular. Who do you think, coach particular right now, will talk about? Who do you think has under the most pressure right now? Man, I I, I think. 
I mean, you look at the playoff teams right now, and the only coaches that should be under pressure in this type of situation, you should look toward um, Brandon Staley. You should look toward Mike McCarthy. And those are the two that point out the most for me or get pointed out the most for me because, one, their talent on both of their teams is just better than, you know, better than a lot of the the NFL. And when you have that type of talent and quarterback, you should be winning at the highest levels. And we haven't seen that from either of these teams. Now, granted, Justin Herbert being a younger quarterback, new to the game, um, and Brandon Staley actually being the one to shit him out of a chance of a playoff game last year doesn't help. That's why he's on the hot seat here. Mike McCarthy, on the other hand, shit. Dallas has a great corner. I mean, he's a really good corner. You have the defensive player of the year, which we'll talk about on their defense. They also have Demarcus Lawrence, who's playing good this year. Um, on the offensive side of ball, CeeDee Lamb, Noah Brown, and Michael Gallup is a good receiving core with uh, Zeke and Pollard. I mean, Pollard had a first 1,000-yard season knowing he's on a contract year. That And then the Dak Prescott, you saw the numbers they gave him, right? So he's got to play like that. And this year has been very underwhelming, and that's a nice way to say it for Dak Prescott, being as that's though he's problem. had some of the – top turnovers in the league interceptions particularly and he's only played 12 games it's 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 a lot of bad football at times being played by him or quarterback play I should say being played by him um and the Cowboys they managed to win their 14 games you know like they're not a bad team and I'm not using this as their oh this is why the Cowboys can't win but I'll go Mike McCarthy I'll go Mike McCarthy here um and them Dallas Bears. Okay, I see you. The pressure. No, I can't. I can't say that. And and as much pressure as he does have on him, I'm going to take that back. As much pressure as Mike McCarthy does have on him, just being a Cowboys coach, right under Jerry, it's Brandon Staley. And and you saw my my thought trying to just fight myself, but I was like, no, I can't. I can't. Brandon Staley, if he loses to Jacksonville on the road. <laughs> on Saturday evening after losing to them at home one they got blown out 38-10 and it was it was early in September it was when we still first of all nobody thought this Jacksonville Jaguars it was week three. team yeah nobody thought this Jacksonville Jaguars team was going to make the playoffs at the beginning of the season we thought they would have a top 5 pick in the draft probably right they get a new coach Justin Herbert throws a pick under 300 yards one touchdown Trevor Lawrence throws for three touchdowns, 260, and they run the ball for 150 yards. Man. Man, oh, yeah, man. it was a game. Now, LAC paid a lot of money for that defense. J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, right? Boza, Derwin James. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's talk about a hometown boy, that boy Lamar. Hmm. A, lot of, a lot of things going on in Baltimore right now. A lot of uh, a lot of narratives, a lot of stories. People think he should play. People think he shouldn't play. We saw what he tweeted today. I, did you see what he tweeted today? I should start there. But I did see I what, he, what tweeted he tweeted today. I'll pull up the tweet right now. Because we had been talking about this for, I'd say, a couple of hours. 
So Will's been talking about it for a couple of days, but we've been talking. We were talking about it earlier for a couple of hours, and then he, I was, I saw the update that he tweeted that. Um, so one, have have your feelings changed since he's tweeted that? No, and I'll I'll start with the tweet for those who didn't get the chance to see it. Lamar Jackson says, "Thank you everyone for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade two sprain on the borderline of a strain three. There's still inflammation surrounding my knee, and my knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery, and two hundred plus million dollars. I wish that I could be out there. No, he didn't say that, but sorry, 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 sorry. All right, I forgot I'm quoting. He does say, I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and my fans. I'm still hopeful we can have a st- uh, we still have a chance. So, you know, shouts out to LJ. You know what I'm saying? And we hope he gets better as soon as possible. But guess what? He's got until he's got until September. No, not September. He's got until July, you know, OTAs and all that. He's got until then to be healthy and, and secure a contract. He's going to get the, the franchise tag, but he might also get traded. And if he gets traded, you know he's going to get that bag. So he's going to get it one way or another, but it's either this year or next year. Nah, big facts. So the question really is, is should he play this weekend? 100% no. First of all, he just tweeted out his knee is still unstable. No, no chance in hell he's playing. Um, and he shouldn't play. I love that, you know, his 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 representation, you know, maybe his mom was like, yo, send a tweet of an update real quick. Let these people know how you feeling, baby. You feel me? And, and, they talk about you. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, we love Lamar. So we just want him to get healthy. The, the Ravens should have been paid him his money and he would have maybe even tried to thug it out on one knee because we've seen players play on, a, on you know, this isn't like he can't play. Oh, my God. No, not at all. If Lamar Jackson had a $220 million deal, he'd be out there on Sunday trying to beat the Bengals in an AFC North division matchup in the playoffs. Come on. Are you kidding me? Does he not want the opportunity to be the star? Come on. But guess what? Got to make it make sense, and that's what he's doing. So, again, shout to LJ. Yeah, and and, and it's funny because I know the production team in today's notes put 75% healthy. And and the wise words of a young man named Derek Jeter. <laughs> that 75%, 80% shit, that shit doesn't exist. You either go or you don't, all right? So just like you said, if if you're an athlete and you're a competitor and you're a warrior like you're Lamar Jackson, of course, you're you're gonna go for it. If if you're able to suit up and go out there with your with your fellow with your fellow brothers, you're gonna do it. But in this case, after seeing what he tweeted, you should definitely not sit in front of the train that is the Cincinnati Bengals right now. <laughs> Straight hmm. up. <laughs> Who I think will be playing in the Super Bowl, but that's 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 in February. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's switch over to a a windier, colder city. We'll go over to Chicago. A lot of controversy with their QB1. A lot of, I don't want to say controversy, but a lot of talk about their QB1 right now. You think that the the Bears are just kind of leaving it open to see if they might be able to find some talent in the draft as far as a QB1? Or do you think that 
Fields is really their guy. Well, I think I know I'm kind of answering these questions as I want to. That's how Kanye does it. You just ask him something, he just says whatever he wants. <laughs> I was starting doing it like, yo, yeah, anyways, nah. I think that Justin Fields should be their guy, right? This is the best quarterback that they've had maybe in their franchise's history, okay? And definitely with my own eyes that I've ever seen in their jersey. So, Yes, if the problem in Chicago has always been they don't have a quarterback. They've never been able to have a quarterback. Tim McMahon is like their last, you know, like, I guess, playmaker quarterback. But Justin Fields, I mean, we see what he's able to do, not only with his legs, because as great as he is as a runner, he's able to throw the ball really well. And and he's not the most accurate quarterback. He'll have to grow into that, and he's going to have to mature into making the right reads and not just bailing out as quick, but at the same time with protection and, you know, better players around him that should develop. And that's why if we kind of quote the general manager, he says, you know, Justin's our guy um, and he knows what he has to improve on. We talked about that. He knows where he's at and he knows, you know, what we want to do with this offense, this, that, and third. And, but I would have to be blown away to take a quarterback number one overall. So, I mean, he didn't say he wouldn't. And I think it makes all the <laughs> sense in the world for him to try to get as much capital, you know, um, for that draft pick. Because if he's going to trade it away, which he should, he can even trade back twice and really, really, you know, get the system going. This Bears team has $120 million off offseason to spend. Justin Fields should, number one, uh, should – a hundred percent be your number one guy. And, uh, you know, Mike Tannenbaum on ESPN, he was saying, trade him for a third and a first, uh, sorry, trade him for Bryce young. Uh, and you know, kind of build around him. He's a better thrower and this, that, and a third. I mean, look, Justin Fields, he's not the best thrower and he's not going to be the best thrower ever, but I think he can really become, uh, a really good quarterback in this league. And, I don't love the relationship that the NFL has with uh, quarterbacks that base their game on scrambling. It doesn't bode out well for them longevity-wise. But Facts. The, the league is also shifting. Athletes are more athletic nowadays. And, you know, as times change, people do too. And that could be something what we're seeing with Justin Fields as far as him maybe being – the, an anomaly where he he just develops this great passing game. The Bears put the right pieces around him, and you know they they always have that stout defense. They get that stout. They traded Roquan Smith, but you know they build another stout defense. And hey, Justin Fields could be the QB of the future. But you got to give him a shot, and you got to give him talent around to prove himself. Because we see Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I'm not trying to compare him as a quarterback prospect to Trevor Lawrence, but you see when a bad team. It, you know, is with this quarterback versus when this quarterback is playing with some talent around him, you know, you make the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen, we've seen Justin Fields do, you know, some, I like to call them bonehead things. And, and we've also seen him scramble, run around a little bit and create something out of nothing. So mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks, the most talented quarterback they've had in years. Definitely got to be their QB one. I agree. There's a couple of uh, 
open positions in the NFL right now, as far as head coaching is concerned. Hmm. Couple that I would say I don't, I wouldn't want to go to personally. A couple that I kind of you know like. Which one do you like the most? The Chargers job when Brandon Staley loses to the Jags and gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> quote it, quote it, e, quote it. E. We'll talk about that later, but quote it. E. Oh, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to let y'all know something. Because Dougie P's job is safe and secure. <laughs> he just updated that that contract. I've been say three more years. Oh, yeah. So uh, to seriously answer your question, I mean, I don't want to sound too biased because. The Colts do have an interesting spot. The Colts have an interesting spot. Um, I feel like, man, it's, man, man. (laughs) I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. And here, I'll make my case. Okay. You get hired as the Indianapolis Colts head coach. You understand that you need a quarterback from this draft. So it's like, okay, we're going to be working with a rookie. However, hey, this rookie could be one of the next best. You never know that, you know. Let's take a chance there. Uh, The defensive side of the ball, we have guys. You know, we got the league leading tackler or the, the Colts franchise leading tackler this season, Zaire Franklin. We have Darius Leonard hopefully coming back healthy next year. We've got Stephon Gilmore, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, right? Staple names. And on the offensive side of the ball, you have Jonathan Taylor, Quentin Nelson, and two young promising wide receivers who you can hope to grow a relationship with this quarterback. Now, the the downside to this is, you know, Ursay, the, the, the owner, he's not Jerry Jones by any means, right? He's not like ego-driven and power-tripping, everywhere but he does have a little bit in him and you know at the end of the day he's gonna let you know this is his team you know so you can only kind of do so much and we saw that with the Frank Reich situation um as it dwindled away I just look at you know Carolina Panthers Arizona Cardinals uh Denver Broncos like am I missing something but Denver Broncos yeah, don't Houston. Even have Houston Houston's another one I mean no <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not Houston Denver I mean to go and have the opportunity to coach Russell Wilson right and with a decent defense they got Patrick Sertain over there they traded Bradley Chubb away but they also got uh Justin Simmons back there and on offense Jerry Judy you got Cortland Sutton KJ Hamler there's things to work with there Javante Williams uh, yeah. so it, but, but you don't have a future. And if Russell Wilson continues this, this regression, you can't afford that. That's your job. Um, Cardinals, I feel like the Kyler Murray situation is, is sticky. And I don't know that the Cardinals really have a great structure organizationally. They never really have. I never looked at them as a franchise to be like, you know, that front office, you know, they'll go and make the moves. They'll go and pay some bread, but structure and, you know, being known as a winning franchise, it's not the Cardinals. So I wouldn't promise myself success over there. You know, Cliff Kingsbury went like, how the hell did he get that job? One, but like 
that's the job he'll take because yeah would he get the job with the new york giants i don't think so you know what i mean so and not to say that was a team open at the time i'm just saying in general as another football team it'd be questionable so that's me what about what about you um I agree with you. I don't want to go. I wouldn't want to go to Arizona and deal with the Kyler Murray saga. Um, GM, you know, being up out of there. I wouldn't want to. Indianapolis. I don't know. I guess I can make a case for Indianapolis, but I actually I'm kind of intrigued by uh, the Carolina opening, to be honest. Um, And it's because of one thing and one thing only. Tom Brady's play this year. Wow. I think, yeah, I honestly, I think in the next two, three years, this division is going to be wide open. Um, All these teams are kind of just rebuilding right now in the NFC South. Um, So I think, you know, they have, we saw Carolina win some games that, you know, were kind of considered spoilers this year. Most of them, all seven of them almost, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) um, so, I mean, I want to, I want to, I guess, go out on a limb and say they have some sort of a semi try to win culture. Um, when, you know, when, but I think, I think that is, I mean, everybody needs a quarterback, right? Intrigues me because to be, yeah, exactly. But to be kind of frank with you, None of these jobs are beautiful. None of these jobs are, are, are sparkling. You know what I mean? It's right. not like. Yeah, I mean, typically but... when your head coach is fired, shit's going down. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, who, who's going to come clean this, clean this up? Um, to, to add to my point with the Colts, I mean, shit, the division's winnable. You you alluded to it with, with your situation. And I, I love your argument for the division just being, like, open soon enough. Because Brady might not even play another snap after this season with the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? Like he has that opportunity mm-hmm. as well. And he must, he he could, and I think he will, because I think you that. Think he, he think he just goes on tour for his last couple of years. <laughs> that's hilarious, yo. I, I, you know, I don't want to go too far. I do think the Buccaneers will beat the Cowboys. I guess we'll sneak that in there real quick. But I, I with, with the defense they have, because we're not going to do this for one reason. This is more than one reason, but. The defense they have, bro, it's the same defense that won at won them a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And the offensive weapons they have, majority of them are from the Super Bowl. Obviously, the biggest piece, Rob Gronkowski, not there. Hurts. Yeah. But Brady ain't new to this, bro. He's true to this. And we're talking about the Cowboys that have to win this game. The Buccaneers did not play good all season. Eight and nine. Brady's first season under under five hundred, and you you talked about it. His play, it wasn't as good. He still he still put up some numbers, but it not wasn't as sure. good. However, when listen, if you ever played organized sports, and your team made it to the playoffs, your coach said it's one thing. Everybody's record is zero and zero right now. The season yes, starts sir. over today yes sir and brady's record in the playoffs versus the cowboys (laughs) record in the playoffs like we're putting up a like this is real life this is real life and that defense can come click together they still got their d-backs you know still got a strong front seven like 
that's just my my little spice take Evans, real quick. Evans looks like he's coming in the form, but you know what? You're right. We're not going to get. Who's going to guard gonna... Mike Evans? The, the Bucks <laughs> beat the Cowboys the first game of the season on Sunday Night Football. Not the first game of the season, but the first Sunday Night Football of the season. So, I mean, come on, man. Open your eyes, people. Let's get into some uh, superlatives for the year. I know we got a couple of them, both of us. Um, so we're just going to run down the list. And maybe like a reason why here and there, you know? Coach there of the year. Go. Who's your mm. coach of the year? So, Doug Peterson. This, this, Like I said, this Jaguars team, I thought would have a top five draft pick. I knew Trevor Lawrence was going to take a leap. And he didn't he taken I mean he did take an astronomical leap. So, you know, it, it was it was very overwhelming to see with the players they signed over the offseason, everybody questioned Christian Kirk and you know the money they gave him. They drafted well on defense over the last few years and it's paying out. It's paying out. And I do think they win their playoff game this week at home. So uh, coach of the coach of the year goes to Doug Peterson for me. What about you? I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Mr. Brian Dayball in New York. Love it. Love it. Yes, That's sir. the other one. Yes, sir. So we all had them not winning many games, and look at them now. Yeah. I mean, they get to their first playoff burst since 2016. They had a top five rushing offense in the league. You got to respect it. And Daniel Jones put up career numbers. Okay, okay. You got to pay him this week, uh, this offseason, right? Facts. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about MVP. I mean, everybody. If you don't have the same MVP, I'm going to be upset with you. <laughs> well, we do, fam. Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. I mean. Let's do it, man. Y'all y'all go Google the numbers. I'm not going to do that. Y'all Google the numbers. I don't necessarily feel like I even have to explain this one. I can tell you that Jalen Hurts had a great chance, but the injury, you know, availability matters. Um, Joe Burrow's up there. And he's playing great. And I think Joe Burrow might be the MVP of these playoffs. I think Joe Burrow might be the MVP of these playoffs. I'll tell you that. But he wasn't the MVP of the regular season. Took him too late to get started and get hot. Patrick Mahomes has been doing it since week one. And the Chiefs are back in first place. (laughs) Sounds like like a broken record to me. Did I speak for us both? Yeah, you did. Patrick Mahomes. I actually, I don't know if you remember, but... I had the Chiefs not winning the AFC West this year, so <laughs> happy I was wrong. <laughs> Straight up. Hey, how about bro, you start off? off with this one? Nah, how about you start off with this one? <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear you. Offensive rookie of the year. Because you, you know, we're talking about your offense, like you know, my offensive rookie of the year. Of course. Right? So I'm gonna have to go with that boy Isaiah Pacheco. That's my offensive rookie. Of the year. He said, "That's my." Emphasize on the my, please. Emphasize the my, please. That's Facts. crazy. All right, that's I'm fair. Gonna take, I, I'm gonna take Isaiah Pacheco. So, I think he stepped into his role, his role, very well. And I mean, he. I think he's he's a big key. He's a big key in why the Chiefs didn't miss a step post the Tyree Kill era. Yeah, you're not lying. You're not lying. I mean, let, 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 let me just do this. I'm going <laughs> to check those stats on Isaiah Pacheco. Because you know why? I like him. And I don't want to 
I don't want to do this to him. Okay, he, he ran for 830 yards, five touchdowns, I guess. And I, and I feel you. I, I know this is a, a fan-sided pick and, and well aware of all that. Um, but I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker, running back Seahawks, you know, ran for over 1,000 yards, had nine touchdowns. And, um, I mean, there were games where we just saw him run for over 130 yards. We saw him run for – over 100 yards in three consecutive games. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Excuse me. And he ran for over 160 yards in one game. And you know who that was on? Let me go back. I want to look at I want to look at you here. The Chargers. <laughs> the Chargers. <laughs> you know who else ran for over 150 yards? I said it earlier. I'll give you a hint. I said it earlier. Gabe, come on. Yeah. Jacksonville. <laughs> you know who they play this weekend? Who they play? Who they play? <laughs> God did. <laughs> <The> charges. <laughs> God did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's your defensive rookie of the year? Oh man. <laughs> Who's your defensive rookie, defensive of the year? rookie of the year? Hey man, this is another fan pick, but it's a it's a respectable fan pick. Not saying that Isaiah wasn't, but this is this is. Like Isaiah's like more of like an honorable mention, you know what I mean? E, you killing me, E. <laughs> e George Karloftis. No, we're I'm not taking George Karloftis for my defensive rookie. Is he is he a Chiefs player? He is. Thirty three solo tackles. Oh come on, fifteen e. assists. But the- couple fumble recoveries. See what I see what games we're playing here. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I think there's none other than Sauce Gardner. I mean I really want to go Garrett Wilson, to be honest. He wasn't the number one pick of the draft. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson did have a really, 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 really good season too, I must say, and I'll give him his credit. But when we're talking about top corners in this league this year top three top three and i don't think he's three mm-hmm. top three and that's one of the toughest positions to be the best at so i'll leave that there sauce gardner mr ahmad i like that michael parsons is my defensive player of the year Man, that's my defensive player. Cool. Of the year too. We could, we don't up. even have to talk about it. Shout out to Michael Parsons. He's great. <laughs> He's fucking great. He's everywhere. He does everything. I was really close to going Nick Bosa with it, but I had and to Nick go Bosa's argument is amazing, and it's neck and neck, honestly, for me. But when I think about it, I can put Michael Parsons in different spots, and 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 you get more out of him. So, um, it's kind of where it's at. You got a comeback player of the year? This one was a little hard for me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, no, I don't. Let me let me let me look up comeback player of the year uh, candidates this year. Like that, because I didn't I didn't really look into comeback player of the year. Um, I mean Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> Saquon Barkley's up there. I'm gonna go Saquon Barkley. Just you know, shout out to Saquon Barkley. Because who doesn't, you know, love watching 
an exciting runner. If you watch college football, you remember Saquon Barkley in his Penn State days, man. Those were those were some days. Facts. Kick return, running back, catching the ball out the backfield. So yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Saquon Barkley. I like the Christian McCaffrey because that was that was pretty um a pretty big deal. Yeah, he got I mean, traded and he was just yeah. balling. Is just balling. Most exciting team to watch this year for you. I got to think about this one because when I when you say it like like that, it, it's there's a team it's definitely that pops. a weird question, right? There's a team that pops in my head though automatically, and it and it it happened twice. Um, but I want to make sure that that's truly what I feel about that team. Yeah, and I think it is. Um, the Detroit Lions, and they didn't even make the playoffs. But it was like, I'm not used to seeing the Lions play so good and fluent. I'm not used to, you know, success and winning and being a game out of playoff contention, right? Uh, Jared Goff's over there. And in the last like seven or eight weeks of the season, he was like the top quarterback in QBR. There's there's numbers that back the Lions for being a really good team at certain points, you know, and you didn't know which Detroit Lions team you were going to get in, uh, get out of them. You knew that their offense was going to put up points, though. You didn't know if their defense was going to let the other team score twice as much, though, at certain points. They tightened that up toward the end, but they did have a problem early in the season with that defense. I think I think that I'm right there with you. And it's because a lot of things that you just said. Um, most exciting doesn't necessarily mean a, a positive feeling because, as you said, highs and lows. I think through the first, I think it was like 14 weeks of the season, they had a 12-point differential from when how many points they scored at home and on the road, which was crazy. So, like you said, you didn't know if they were just going to hang in there with teams or if it was just going to not look good for them. So I, I was actually thinking the Detroit Lions as well. That's funny. That's funny. I didn't think we'd have the same team there. What else we got here? A lot of yeah, we we watched a lot of good football this year. Uh so with the most exciting team, I guess we'll go most exciting player to watch as well. Hmm. Hmm. Most exciting player that I watched this year. This one's tough. This one's definitely tough. Um shit, you you know what's funny? We might have the same one. I want to hear yours first. <laughs> it's the same as my yours. MVP, bro. It's going to be Pat Mahomes. Oh, I'm not okay, going to lie okay, to you. Okay. Well, you, as a Chiefs fan, that's fair. You know, you, you he, actually he, watch him. He did a couple. I want to, like, three to four plays, three, four, five plays this year where it was just like he, those little flicks right before he crosses the oh, scrimmage yeah. line, all of that is just Jared like, McKinnon came alive for you. <sighs> There was a stat. I think it was like most, most touch, most touchdowns by a running. I don't really want it because the person he did it over. The conversation he's with is with another great, and I don't want to butcher the stat, so I'm not even gonna give it out. Fair. <laughs> well, my my most exciting player this year. He's always been an exciting player ever since he's coming to his NFL career. Um, and guess what? You know, you guys were blessed to have him and be able to win a Super Bowl with him. Um, 
but he's on a new and better things, hopefully, because I say better, hopefully, because it's truly not. It's truly not. Money, fiscally, yeah, way better things. Amazing, like better lifestyle, yeah, 100%. Um, as far as production on the field as a team, I don't know that it beats that Kansas City Chiefs era that he had. That was greatness we watched. But his name is Tyreek Hill. He's exciting every season and almost every week. He only scored seven touchdowns this season, but he went to a new quarterback, new offense, rookie head coach, no Patrick Mahomes, and he put up 1,700 yards on 119 receptions. Yeah. That's a career high in receptions and yards. So literally, literally, he scored 15 touchdowns in a season. 12 touchdowns in a season before. Last year, he scored nine touchdowns. This year, he scored seven. But everybody thought, is Tyreek Hill going to have the same production? Is he going to be able to ball out like he's been balling, where his career high before this season was 1479 in his third year? 119 catches, his career high, 1710 yards. Last year, he had 111, which was his career high bump from 87 being his highest. So he's just getting better every year. And, you know, every time he touches the ball, he's explosive. He averaged 14.4 yards a catch. That's not even top three for, you know, in his career. But uh, we say that's also because Tua has a noodle arm and has to huff and puff <laughs> to get the ball down 47 yards. But nonetheless, that's my uh, that's my most exciting most exciting. Hey, I'm gonna gonna stat check myself real quick. Nine receiving touchdowns by Jarek McKinnon. Jeez. Most receiving touchdowns by a running back since Marshall Falk did it in 2001. Round Marshall Falk's a legend. <laughs> Marshall Falk's a legend. You feel me? Why I didn't want to butcher that stat, bro? It was like I have to. I gotta. I gotta make sure. I go find that. That's fair. You know what I'm saying. Most disappointing team, man. And I'm excited to hear this because we had a lot of predictions for a lot of teams before the season started. So who disappointed you the most this season? Hmm. <clears throat> man. I think we all got the same answer. And I say we all because it's like, shout out to the listeners, bro. We all watched this football season, right? You watched it. I watched it. We watched some of it together. We talk about it all the time. And we just talked about them as far as having a head coaching vacancy. The Denver Broncos. Mm. This is my pick. And I might have a different pick than you. But coming into the season and the off-season hoopla that there was in Denver, the picks that they traded away to get Russell Wilson – you know, the Bronco country, let's ride. You know, everybody on page, new coach. Man, it looks so nice. It looks so nice. Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy doing the offseason workouts at Russell's crib. All that, bro, underwhelming. This team should be a top five draft pick, top six, whatever the case is. And they don't even have their draft pick because they're quarterback issues. And, hey, I mean, that's what comes with it, but. I wish I saw way more out of who I thought could have been possibly an MVP candidate this year, Russell Wilson. Who you got? 
I gotta go with L.A. Man, I gotta go with the Rams, not the Chargers. Of course, the Rams. Um, no, no, no. The Chargers are gonna disappoint you this this Saturday. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> The Rams, man, just what the hell happened? It, yeah. It, people talk about a ravine. A ravine. <laughs> Fucking cliff. All right. <laughs> it don't go down. You don't you you know you don't know that video. You know that video? It goes down. No, it, it don't go down. down. It goes down. Oh, it do go down. Oh shit. Yo, classic. So Oh yeah. man. Yeah, I, I I definitely could have could have went there. I feel that I feel that one hundred percent. I mean, you go from Super Bowl to one of the worst teams in the league. Like, yeah, and it's not like Aaron Donald got traded. It's not like Jalen Ramsey got traded. It's not like they didn't sign Bobby Wagner. So, Facts, man. I I get I get Matthew Stafford has this crazy injury, right? I get that, but before that. Y'all was still fucking around. The Falcons almost had a fourth <laughs> quarter comeback on y'all boys in like week three. So what y'all talking about? And then they played week one against the Bills and got cheesed up. Jalen Ramsey getting cheesed up. Aaron Donald, <laughs> I ain't heard his name all season, bro. And ain't nobody talking about no knives. <laughs> <laughs> Not no fake knives. <laughs> so oh man. Whew. Hey man, a lot of storylines. Which will give me a couple of your favorites this year, man. Well, I wouldn't say this one's one of my favorites. This is, this is horrible, but this Colts storyline's been crazy. Like firing our coach, signing, you know, Jeff Saturday, right? And and just seeing how this plays out and then benching Matt Ryan to then going to our second string to then putting Matt Ryan back into then benching him to go into our third string. And then our third string gets hurt. If somebody does snow angels next to him. And then our <laughs> second string has to come back in because we're not putting Matt Ryan back out there. <laughs> oh, my God. Give me a break. How about that? How about that? So that's <laughs> definitely one of them. Colts. Um, another another good storyline that there was was uh, – what was it? It was the uh, – shit. I just had it in my head. Um how good New York football was, right? Like, I was talking cash shit on the podcast on video. Ironically, the last video podcast I made before moving to New York City was shitting on Daniel Jones. And he earned himself <laughs> a contract and a trip to the playoffs this year. So, you know, unfortunately, the Zach Wilson situation got sniffed out quick once uh, Brees Hall got hurt. And they realized, well, he can't throw the ball for shit or even read the defense. So we got to talk about Mike White, Joe Flacco coming in. And, man, they, they come into a screeching halt. Talk about that. Subway. The Jeez. B-line. Yeah. Yeah. Emergency break, what the Jets did. Um, and then and then I think one of my favorites, if not my favorite, would be Mr. Irrelevant, bro. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy getting a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know? It is a great. That is, uh, Mr. Irrelevant to what are they third in the NFC? Yeah, I think Vikings got the two spot. Yeah, bro. Yep, yep, yep. I want to know what his job like if he had a job before. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if he has one of those stories, you know. That's hilarious. 
Oh man. Um, I would say I, I I'm gonna go with the uh, one of mine is the Chiefs as well. Um, I think we were getting a lot of not even getting, but it was just show and prove. To be honest, like the defense had a, a lot of holes in it. Tyreek dipped on us. It was a lot of like, what is gonna happen? Again, I didn't even have them winning the AFC Yo, West at the end of the season. I think I think. I think the NFL super fan shit is over. I don't think you're gonna win it this year, bro. I don't, you could, you could give it up. All right, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners understand. They like. They know. They know who you like. I'm kidding. But I think. I think uh, our resiliency when everyone's eyes were really just on Denver and how bad they were doing, we just kind of were under the radar and and continue to do it. Winning, 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 winning. Yep, winning. You gotta love it. Um, uh, yeah, Chiefs. Um, I really Chiefs. like. I'm not gonna lie. I really like the Dolphins making the playoffs too. To be honest, I think that that's a. But it's so Dolphins for them to just yeah. Go <laughs> not. I just have really any, like McDaniel. Any man. starter on the field for their playoffs. <laughs> that's so Miami, bro. I feel so bad too because it's like, bro. They they earned it. I mean, oh, shit. They played well. They played well when they had their their health, and health was not on their side this year. So it happens to some you know some teams. But but the thing about the Dolphins though, like, it, it's not like they're gonna not be good next year. Like this team is built to be good, so they should be fine and they should be competing for the AFC. You know, year in and year out, uh, pending the health of Tua Tagovailoa. You know, but with what they had in store, you know, early in the season and what the plan is, they should be fine. Got to stay healthy. Big facts. Big facts. We'll you got see. any others? <laughs> no, nah, I don't think so. I think those are my, uh, my top two. All um, right. Let's, I guess uh, the fact that I, that I said, uh, that, uh, Davis, uh, Mills is gonna do pretty good this year. Oh man, I guess we can both say that that was our, our. <laughs> what did we think? Take of the we week really that? liked this guy. <laughs> yeah, we was watching film. Oh man, listen, we gotta find the the, the game replay, not the, the highlight reel. You know, right, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. Hey, I'm open to doing some film review. I don't know if you've ever been down for that. Um, I feel like you would because you have that like focus you like to to kind of study shit you know what i'm saying i know you're yeah, very like observant that. um so i don't know if you'd be able to it but we should definitely start to possibly break down some film that sounds like a cool idea i've always wanted to do it but i never right, wanted man. to do it alone i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie say so, that all right we'll figure that out and uh let's get into our one reason why this is this is throwback if you're a listener and you know what the one reason why game picks are Shout out to you. If you're a listener, shout out to you in general. And if you're a listener that doesn't know what the one reason why game picks are, I'll explain. We're going to go down a list of all the games and the matchups this week for the playoffs. And we're going to choose who we expect to win that game. And we're going to give one reason why. So it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, we'll start off with Saturday's games. The early game is going to be <laughs> Chargers on the road. At TIA Bank Stadium, if it's still called that in Jacksonville, where Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, along with head coach Doug Peterson, wide receivers Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and running back Travis Etienne, first pick overall, Trevon Walker on the defensive side and on that edge, setting it, Josh Allen, defending home 
defending home field like they did versus Tennessee. Right? And I say the Jaguars will win this game. And my reason is because they will have success running the ball so it will open up nice and big windows for Trevor Lawrence, okay? I, that was one reason. That was one reason. Don't say you that. think the Chargers are going to win because Brandon Staley is going to be walking around <laughs> with a stick up his ass and he knows his job is on line. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say? What, what, you love what? <laughs> I love the fact that we're on opposite ends. I'm going to take the Chargers in this game. And I'm going to take the Chargers in this game, not because Brandon Staley, but because I want to see a Chargers-Chiefs AFC Divisional game. Mm. So I'm taking the Chargers. Jesus Christ. E. Don't want to see the Jaguars in the Divisional playoff game. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Do not rob us. We already robbed us of Herbert in the playoffs last year. We get him here. Now let us see him when it matters. Hey, man, I'm going to resort back to week three in <laughs> September where the Chargers was at home and only put up 10 points against that Jaguars defense, and Trevor Lawrence managed to uh, put up 38. You know how you say that in uh, Spanish? De 38. You know any other languages? How you say that shit? Because I don't. That's the only two languages I can say. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Listen. Seahawks going on the road, fight for their lives. <laughs> Geno Smith is going to be crawling after he leaves that game versus the <laughs> 49ers. Listen, I just talked about how one of my favorite storylines was Brock Purdy being Mr. Irrelevant and coming in and acting like his job was to be the starting quarterback of this damn team in the first place. Like, about goddamn time y'all boys put me on this QB1 thing. Place. Trying to tell yeah. y'all boys. Y'all over there drafted Trey Lance. We could have drafted a fucking defensive stud, man. We could have drafted me a wide receiver. No, no, no. Let me stop. Let me stop. Shout to Trey Lance. I hope his recovery is going well. And the 49ers have a serious good quarterback problem going into next season. Anyways, I believe the 49ers win. I mean, it's simple. We'll keep it that simple this week. The defense is just way too good. Way too good for that Seahawks offense. Yeah, I hate to bet against uh... – hometown boy like Gino, but oof, it's it's I don't even think it's gonna look pretty. Yeah. I well, think see, gonna, San Francisco I think ain't, San Francisco ain't his hometown, Bill. <laughs> 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 that boy going on the road. <laughs> oh man. I, I I think I think this is might be the one game that I think could get out of hand. <laughs> man, I wish the NFL could flex that Vikings game Versus the Giants on Sunday to uh, 8 o'clock, man. We got to sit there and watch Tyler Huntley <sighs> try to compete with Big Joe. Anyways, Dolphins-Bills <laughs> on Sunday. Dolphins at Bills should be should be cold as hell in Buffalo. One reason why Tua Tagovailoa isn't playing, Bills take that one. Yeah, right there with you. Uh, that playoff atmosphere is going to get to the entire Dolphins team is going to get to Ooh. McDaniels, I think. I think it's going to get to the offensive line. I, I see penalties. I see false Ooh. starts. It's it's going to be it's going to be shivers. Behind. Yeah. All right. Well, Giants at Vikings. This one's going to be very interesting, and I think this is a better game than people are thinking. Broad. I feel like there's probably that like oh Vikings should get that. 
I don't know, man. This was a close game in the regular season, and it came down to a third down stop. The, the Giants couldn't get Justin Jefferson on a screenplay for like 12 yards, and they they cost themselves a chance at a you know game winning drive. I think that one that nope. One reason why there's only one. So the one reason why I think the Vikings win this game is because Justin Jefferson is going to have a monster game. And this is not another reason. That's the only reason I have. I think that Justin Jefferson and the Vikings know what's on the line here. And when you need something, you go somewhere, right? You know where to go. That's kind of what it should be for them. So, yeah, Justin Jefferson having a monster game, which, E, between me and you, like, hopefully nobody's listening. I want the Giants to win tonight. Uh-huh. I think they really can. I think they really can. But since we're being honest and there's only one reason I can give, let's go with the Vikings. Justin Jefferson having a, a great day. Ah, oh, man. I know I told you I really want the Giants to win this game really bad like i just think that the giants winning is good for football <laughs> i don't know why i just have this oh. feeling in my soul that the giants being in the playoffs is good for football it is though um, it is because giants fans you know you gotta you hate them but you love them so them being able to talk their shit in and when it's cold out this is their weather you know like they gotta embrace football and so yeah i get that But I got to go Minnesota. Yeah, I got to go Minnesota. <laughs> I got to go with this. They're firing on all cylinders, and, and they've been doing it consistently. So can't, I can't I can't not back them. But I would love to see New York win. Fair. Ravens, Bengals, no Lamar Jackson in Cincinnati. And I'm not going to say the reason that the Ravens don't win this game is because Lamar is not playing. Um, but the Joe Burrow – is 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 locked in laser focused on a mission. He's getting his team back to the Super Bowl one way or another. You can quote that as well. Uh there's that. The path to the Super Bowl will remain open as long as I remain in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow. <laughs> hey, speaking of quotes, man, I want to I want to end this podcast <laughs> on a good note before we get into your your closing notes. Um you you mentioned are we doing Cowboys Bucks or are we just gonna? Wow, that's on till... me. That's on me. Yeah, you're good. Big that's skipper over here. Nah, we're definitely doing it. I'm big skipper over here. Who? This is actually the fun one. I was I was oh, yeah. I, I was underwhelmed with that Ravens Bengals one being the last game. You see why I, <laughs> yeah, I, I switched the topic so fast, <laughs> and I forgot that it's Super Wild Card Weekend. We get Monday night. Um, Buccaneers. Listen. The time they've had off from now till Monday night, from from the time they've had off from their last game to Monday night, is ample time for Tom Brady to round the troops and gather his squad and assemble the playoff mindset in that locker room. Tampa Bay is locked in. Tampa Bay is locked in. Tampa Bay is locked in. Not losing this game. Don't bet against Brady. That should really be the reason why. Don't bet against Brady. That's just... That's what where I'm, I'm going with it too, man. I just you cannot bet against that man and Mike Evans. My God, fuck like, Mike Evans and and, Mike. I, and I say that with all due respect. <laughs> like, if my, listen, I love Mike Evans. I hope to maybe one uh, one day interview him and 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 get a chance to sit down and 
learn how to catch touchdowns like him. But we talking about Tom Brady, right? We talking about Tom Brady, and we don't say don't bet against. You don't. You say don't bet against Brady. All right. So, with all due respect, nobody else has nothing to do with don't bet against. I bet against everybody in this bitch. I ain't betting against Tom. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I said, before your closing notes, I want to get into some positive vibes. You was mentioning a quote to me. I forgot how it went. Your grandfather once shared with you. You mind sharing that with the podcast? I want I want the listeners to we're gonna we're gonna introduce this quote of the week. Uh, we should start the episode with it. However, today we felt like we'd uh, go with the back end. So, can you share this quote your grandfather once shared with you? He used to tell me that one of the best things that you can give someone is a good conversation. And we were having a conversation earlier, and we were talking about the IG live situation and how we're getting that started for the pod right now too. So one of the best things that you could do or you can give someone is a good conversation. Appreciate that, man. And I feel like the listeners, I'd hope they'd agree that this hour and two minutes have been a good conversation between you and I, I've enjoyed it as one. Um, and, uh, I think, the conversation I had on IG live was really great with DeAndre. So y'all go listen to that. Go on ATS official, ATS pod official on Instagram. Go check out that live. It's posted. Um, and I'll be doing that daily. Like I mentioned earlier in the show. And I appreciate anybody that taps in or asks this question or shares the, shares the stream. So. Oh yeah. Before we get out of here, E close us out with some notes, man. What you got for us? Yeah, absolutely, man. Chelsea English premier league. Uh, Shout out to your boy Damien, but uh, I'm sure if you mention soccer to him right now, he's not going to be happy. One, six, and three in the last 10 matches, EPL. It's just not looking good. They're fighting to stay in the top 10 right now. Graham Potter is, I don't know, man. I think they might start calling for uh, their manager's head soon. It's not looking good over there. Shout out to that boy Colin Dieners. Sign a NIL with Popeyes. What a beautiful thing. From meme to millions. No cap. Tell, that was a tell him the, that was Yeah, a tell one. him to caption that. <laughs> and, uh, yo, Carlos Correa, after bouncing ideas from team oh. to team, finally just re-signs, stays where he is, and re-signs with the Twins. I think it's like six years, $200 million. Go get, go get your money, bro. Go get your money. Shout out to him. That's it? That's it? That's all your clothes? Yeah, that's it. Okay, my Yeah, bad, that's my for bad. sure. That's it. No, I, you I, good. Wanna, I wanted to make sure, you know, you got everything out. Um, I guess from me to the listeners, once again, I appreciate y'all. Follow us on Twitter at ATSPod. Follow us on Instagram at ATSPodOfficial. Um, and, yeah, bro, this NFL playoffs is going to get wicked. We're going to have daily show. NBA news is going to slowly start to – File its way in, but we're NFL heavy right now. We are unapologetic about it. And uh, if you have a problem, say something. Maybe we'll correct it. But as of as of now, <laughs> it stands, nobody has any issues with that. So we'll let it rock, right? Absolutely. Sayonara. <laughs>